Hello and welcome to podcast number 21 of The Happiest Plate on Earth. I'm Christy. And I'm Danae. And we are happy to have you join us as we talk about one of our favorite things. And we hope yours. Disney food. So So pull up a chair and let's get started. start with some hot out of the oven food news my goodness it's crazy how much disney has been pushing out new news yes Uh, uh, i feel like it's hard to keep up every day i think we could do a podcast of just what's been released that past day yep absolutely But there is some great news for people that follow a plant-based lifestyle. So Magic Kingdom dining locations are now carrying the Disney plant-based cuisine guide to assist guests on a search for vegetarian and plant-based menu items. This guide is uh, noted as being published for the spring of 2019 with a note encouraging guests to spring into our delicious assortment of meatless menu items. That's cool. <laughs> the guide is broken down by lands within the Magic Kingdom, and since there have been quite a few vegetarian items added, like the falafel at the Jungle Skipper Canteen and the Vegan Slaw Dog at Casey's Corner, the guide certainly makes finding these foods much easier. It has a leaf icon to note certain items that do not contain animal, meat, dairy, eggs, or honey for the vegan people. And this is also a wonderful addition uh, for all of those plant-based lifestyles. At the time of this recording, it's the Magic Kingdom is the only park that has this guide. But I wouldn't be surprised if it follows the rest of them come up shortly with that. Oh, yeah. I think so. Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty cool, though, that they're... Like trying their mm-hmm. best to accommodate. Right, I'm, I'm sure that it was because of our um, lifestyle oh, podcast absolutely. series. <laughs> it had to have been. Listen, Disney, that's you can just exactly give us the right now. So look for this guide at the dining locations or at any of the park map kiosks. So I wonder if they're going to do this for um, the festivals too. Start changing because yeah. I know they usually have the little icon that says V for mm-hmm. vegetarian. Yeah. So I wonder if they're going to add the uh, vegan aspect as well. Yeah, that could be interesting because <clears throat> how many more items would be added to mm-hmm. all of that? Cause right. you can, I mean, for the most part, a lot of those dishes can't just be changed into Mm-mm. plant life type oh, of things. I wonder if they'll ones. maybe expand the um, impossible Oh, um, that's true. Food booth. Maybe just put a little mm. more in there. or That would be kind of nice. Use yeah. some of their meats at maybe some of the other places. Maybe mm-hmm. even, you know, they have this falafel. They could certainly incorporate that, that some way true. into some of the festivals. Yeah. Very cool. Very nice. All right. So we've learned recently that the Miser's Lounge in Disney's Grand Floridian Resort was going to be undergoing an extensive refurb, and Disney had announced what this space will be transformed into. Mm-hmm. Ready? Yes. Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> um, it'll be an inspired bar and lounge now. Well, it kind of already is, but now it's going to be all. Yeah, it didn't really have much theming to it. It was just kind of part yeah, of it was the just Grand Floridian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, Disney has said that the Enchanted Lounge will celebrate the magic and romance of the popular Disney live action movie, which is a little different. So Mm -hmm. I wonder how that Mm -hmm. will look. Uh, The new lounge will feature four unique spaces inspired by the film. Disney states that the signature bar will glow from the light of the magnificent gold chandelier that takes its inspiration from Belle's flowing ball gown, which will provide nodes to the Enchanted Rose. A former library will showcase classical Baroque, Baroque, Baroque yep. uh, designs and French furnishings inspired by Belle with hints of Beast's Friends. Beast's Friends. Hmm. 
Um, the whimsical garden room will be inspired by the enchanted forest around Beast's castle. There will even be an outdoor patio which will invoke the romance of Beast's garden tar- terrace. That sounds interesting. It does. It's I've, it's kind of cool that they're doing four different like mm-hmm. spaces. It's not all yeah. just one. And it, that's a, not a big lounge by any means. No. So I wonder hmm. what this will look like. I saw the concept art for the main area. So it's a circular bar kind of in the middle. And then they have this chandelier. And for what it looks like in the art, it kind of um, reminds me of any of Dale um, Chalulis, the gentleman that does the blown glass. Oh, yeah. The beautiful uh, yep. and chandeliers and stuff that he does. He has a really neat um, installation in one of the resorts in Las Vegas. And that's what it kind of looks like is the flowy blown glass layers of her dress that's pretty cool yeah so it's pretty i really hope that and that part of it sounds like it's nice and bright but i hope it's not as dark and kind of dungeonous as right. be our guest <laughs> uh, well, that, especially the one room is very dark yeah yep and i i mean i think of beauty and the beast mm-hmm. as like bright i mean i know that there's parts of it that are absolutely dark mm-hmm. but i just think of like this goofy girl right. <laughs> that like is outside and reading right. her book and all these things. So I I think it's gonna be pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. I know that the the thing is the whole concept is the library, so it might be a little darker. It might be, yeah. So we'll see. I I just trust them. I know a lot of people were kind of thrown for a loop because they're throwing um, Beauty and the Beast into uh, a Grand Floridian, which is a very Victorian, yes. which is of course English, and she's French, so. <laughs> I, you know, I trust it. It'll, I'm upset. sure that'll be beautiful. And <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do with the Enchanted Rose. And yes, some of that will probably be really neat. Beast's friends hanging out. Ah, yeah. I can't wait. Yep. I think it'll be neat. Cool. And of course, you can't have a Disney news show without having something to do with Star Wars. Oh, man. And it's even, <laughs> it's all creeping into the food. So the new details have been released about Ronto Roaster in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Ronto Roasters will be an exotic meat stand within Galaxy's Edge. Now has a page on Disneyland and Disney World's official website, so you can check that out. This counter service space is going to be serving up the intoxicating scent of grilled meat. And it will fill the air, making Ronto Roasters a favorite stop for crews prepping for their next mission. The specialty of the house, the Ronto Wrap, will consist of grilled sausage and roasted pork. Other menu items will be turkey jerky and a melaroon juice. And according to Disney's Batu lore, a pitmaster droid will turn a mechanical spit as a hanging pod racer engine speeds, <laughs> heats up the spit of meats. Interesting. Yeah, and <laughs> just what is Ronto? It's a massive beast native to the planet Tatooine. That sounds fascinating. Yeah, so maybe, <laughs> you know, might be delicious. I've never I've never had um, Ronto. Nope, me neither. Right? <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, I, it was kind of neat. They do have pictures out of some of the food and the turkey jerky. It looks really neat how they've, um, how they're going to present it. So yeah, I'll have that a little. Cool. And I also just read, I didn't even include it in here, that uh, Coke products are going to be served, of course, within Galaxy's Edge, but they're going to be special bottles Oh. That are, are really fit into what the, the theme theming of. is. So it'll have uh, galactic alphabets that actually spell water or, <laughs> you know, like Dasani awesome. and Coke, Diet yeah. Coke. So, yeah, it looks pretty interesting. That's pretty cool. I'm yeah. glad that they're, like, completely theming it. Like, yes. they're not just... Oh, yeah, they're yeah. going all for That's it. It's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So, it's Christmas. It's beginning to look <laughs> a lot like 
Christmas. It's mind-blowing that the Christmas dates have been released now. Um, there's extra ticketed event that takes, or this is an extra ticketed event. Um, it takes place in Magic Kingdom. It's a lot of fun. Um, once upon a Christmas time parade, um, happens during that time. Access to the Magic Kingdom attractions and photo opportunities with characters in their finest holiday grab, garb, garb. grab, are also included. Um, be sure to stop by all the tasty cookies, cocoa spots, um, offering complimentary snacks and drinks to enjoy throughout the party. Um, we've gone a few times now, and it's always a whole lot of fun. Um, most of the dates are December and November, so November dates, you have so many. Yeah. Like, each week, there's easily two each week, if not more than yep. that. Um, and then December, you've got the 1st, the 3rd, mm-hmm. the 5th, the 6th, the 8th, the 10th, so it just it goes <laughs> it all goes. the way through the 22nd. Right. Um, tickets are for adults ninety nine dollars, but they of course fluctuate. Mm-hmm. I think based yeah, it depends off of on the day. closer that it gets to Christmas. Yeah, it's yep. of course going to jump up. And then children, it's ninety four dollars. Um, so just go ahead and call guest services or whoever you can call them, and you can go ahead and reserve or make those reservations. You can also do them on the you can, website. Right? You can do them online, and also um, if you are working with a travel agent, they can uh, pick up those tickets and add it to your package for you as well. Yeah. To me, this is one of the Disney's nomenclature is that's kind of the trickiest to say, you know, Mickey's very merry Christmas party. So a lot of the times we just abbreviate and say, uh, you know, MVMCP. Yes. Oh yeah. But it's a long one, but I, the Christmas party's great. I always it enjoy it. There's yeah. Snow- Christmas there is just so fun. It is. <laughs> you, yeah, I don't know. There's, and there's no like super surprises there. It's just a fun, like time to be down mm-hmm. there and all the different decorations that they do are yeah, out of control. Like mm-hmm. you think Halloween is out of control. Christmas right. is like a whole nother level of amazing. The I big agree. trees that are everywhere, mm-hmm. it's it's really cool to be down there. Yeah, and you also want to make note that you can only see the Once Upon a Christmas Time parade during the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas yep. Party. It's not available at any other time. No other so time. I think they do that, of course, as an incentive to yeah. buy that <laughs> extra yep. hard ticket. And this is also the party that we have done <clears throat> a couple me. of times where we come in on Thursday, mm-hmm. and this is our ticketed event right. that we go into versus paying for a ticket mm-hmm. for the day. The whole day. So you can go in at 4 o'clock, usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can go in at 4 o'clock. You can spend your time there, and it's great. Yep. It, it works out, so then you're not buying another ticket on top mm-hmm. of wanting to be at the park yeah, that I day. always try to encourage people, if they're going to do a ticket, a hard ticket party, to make that um, a, a day that you're not going to use mm-hmm. a, a real a tick, park ticket. Yeah. So Because you're yep. just, you know, even for like when we did the after hours, you can get in mm-hmm. at 7. So yes, and, and it great. was great. It was mm-hmm. plenty of time. Absolutely. And if you are traveling to Walt Disney World or Disneyland anytime soon, you will want to make sure that your app is up to date. They have recently updated the My Disney Experience app, and there have been quite a few changes made to the app. And they, it takes getting used to, because <laughs> yes. I have mine on auto-update, and it actually happened overnight while yes. we were down there. <laughs> so I picked up my phone the next morning to see what we were doing, and it was completely different. I like, was, how do I do that? I, was, I don't know. Really, I, it was kind of dumbfounded. <laughs> so if you're not familiar with this app, it is the My Disney Experience, and it's an application that allows Disney World and Disneyland guests to create fast passes or max pass, view photo pass photos, dining room, make dining reservations, order food at participating counter service restaurants by using the mobile order and more. So uh, the Disneyland app um, does the um, the max pass, but you can't do that until you physically get in the park to yes. make those max pass things. 
So the latest update introduces a new home screen and the new look, it, it does seem easier to navigate once I got used to it. Uh, so you can see upcoming places and relevant park info in a flash. The new look makes it easier to organize plans from park to park. They have very large buttons for linking within the app and easier to identify park icon symbols. So for Disney World app users, your next park plan, such as fast pass time, is prominently displayed. Uh, park hours and extra magic hours were app applicable (laughs) are easily seen as well. The update makes sure that users are better aware of the plus button, which is directly in the center at the bottom for fast navigation to reserve fast passes or making advanced dining reservations or the mobile ordering. Uh, The large sliding bars across the screen. It's kind of like an advertisement. It's just one of those, like when you're at the cash register, the grocery store, they have all of those last oh, minute grab yeah. things. So Disney's doing the same thing on this app where it's just kind of sliding by with uh, whatever they have going on to be promoted. And uh, we also noticed that the minivan lift is one of the featured icons that will pop up while you're on property, yes. which is great because then it just, you hit that and it takes you right into the lift app. So if you want to use that, make sure you download the Lyft app too, mm-hmm. so that they can um, yeah. work together. Yep, it's yeah. great. I do like it. It's, it's but it does. It's probably better to do it at home, just so you can yeah. kind of get a feel for it and not <laughs> yeah. be dumbfounded. Middle of your trip is yes. a little rough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, it's definitely it's it's worth it mm-hmm. um, to have those apps on you. When people say like, <laughs> I don't even know what that app is, and I'm like, you are yeah. missing out on something that can absolutely save oh, you. Oh, sure, it does. It saves you so much time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so 2019 Epcot food and wine festival dates have been released. Uh, yes, I can't wait. Um, they'll run from August 29th to November 23rd, which means it overlaps the Christmas party, right? Uh, it does overlap the Christmas party in the magic kingdom. Um, so this year's festival is the longest on date running 87 days. Yes. Um, be ready for the amazing announcements regarding the special events, demonstrations, and seminars, the Eat to the Beat concert schedule, and of course, the delicious festival food booth menus. It's always so much fun, mm-hmm. and you're always excited to see what's new. Because yes. um, it seems what's to returning. be pretty mm-hmm. new menu they do items bring a, lot a lot of the time. New things. So, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's like Christmas for a lot of people, the, the food <laughs> yeah. and wine festival. <laughs> Uh, it's and it just I can't believe that it's running for so long, eighty-seven days. That is a long, long. Can you imagine time. working in one of those uh, the food booth, the marketplaces, and you know, on that eighty-seventh day, you <laughs> plate that last plate, and you're like, I, I never want to see this piece of food again. <laughs> I will not work in this booth next That's year. Right. <laughs> yeah, it, I think it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Hopefully, some new. Cool menu items. Yeah, come cool out menu with this and year. maybe some new demonstrations. Yeah. And, and the great thing about the demonstrations is that it runs the gamut of prices. You can get a really nice demonstration for $25. Yes. That includes a lot of things, or you can <laughs> go just all out. Completely <laughs> go all out. And then you can do the eat to the senses party, and that oh, one yes. is well over $200. Oh I my believe. gosh. So, yeah. Mm. So on that note, since the Food and Wine Festival is running much longer this year, Epcot's Festival of the Holidays will begin a bit later. This year's event will run from November 29th to December 30th. So they have a few days from the 23rd to the 29th to completely flip-flop those booths. Mm. That is is awesome, but crazy. That's true. Even though the festival is shorter this year, I wouldn't expect it to be scaled back at all. The fan favorite holiday kitchen booths will be returning, and the booths will feature flavors of the holiday for the region that they are representing. Stay tuned for more details about the food and, of course, the release of the narrators for the ever-popular Candlelight Processional. I know that what they're actually going to do 
even though the holiday festival is starting later, Late, yeah, later, they're actually going to cut back on the Eat to the Beat concert series oh, and okay. put the candlelight processional in some of this because it's just such a popular thing. It's so cool. Yeah. So, I mean, if don't worry that you think the candlelight processional is going to get cut back because it's not, they're actually going to push some of those dates into the food and wine. Cool. Which is good. I know that a lot of people just, they wait with bated breath to see when their favorite (laughs) narrator is coming out. And and I have to admit, you know, we've never actually watched the whole thing. We've kind of stood back and listened to several of the songs, but Mm -hmm. we've never gone into the pavilion and watched the whole thing. Yeah. I kind of think I would like to at some point. I do too. It looks really neat. Yes. And I I think we were there for part of one of the narrations Mm -hmm. and we just kind of stood there like, man... This is kind of cool, but of course there, it, it was packed. There were so mm-hmm. many people, and we're like, "All right, I think I'm out now." Yeah. I would but, encourage yeah. people if you're going to do the candlelight processional is to try to take advantage of one of the um, meal packages that yes. you can reserve a, a, a meal, and it's not always dinner anymore at one of the Epcot um, showcase pavilion restaurants, and then that gets you into a special seating area for the candlelight processional, where you're guaranteed a, a really good seat. Yeah. Awesome. You don't have to line up at, you know, three hours before the show actually starts. <laughs> Waste of my day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, we arrived um, back from our recent trip to Walt Disney World. So we thought over the next couple of shows, we were going to showcase some of the food and dining that we had experienced. Our first dining experience on our real first day was the Bon Voyage character breakfast at Trattorio Al Forno, which is located at Disney's Boardwalk Resort. We arrived really late Wednesday evening. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> uh, I don't think we got settled and into our hotel room oh at what time was it it had to have been two in bed well we were all well yeah in bed by two yeah yeah we probably got there like maybe one one. yeah it wasn't Mm -mm. it was (laughs) we all looked like man get me to sleep (laughs) yeah and everybody else on the bus looked like that too yeah but it was nice the resort (laughs) was uh, of course our room was ready that was the one of the bad things though is because oh, yes. we both worked during uh-huh. the day so i was working and at 11 o'clock my watch goes off and it says a text message from disney and it says your room is ready <laughs> it was so distracting for the rest of the day that reminder like, come on man <laughs> it's ready for you and that has rarely happened to me. Usually we don't get our rooms ready until we're very close to being Oh, yeah. There. Yep. But this We've one, been on the bus a couple of yes. times. Yeah. Yep. But this one, we're not even on the plane when it's ready. <laughs> yeah. oh, it Never was horrible. Never happens. <laughs> so we slept in uh, for that Thursday morning. And so we made the reservation for 1030, just yes. so we didn't have yep. to feel pressured to get up and, and hit the ground running. I don't know that it would have been pretty if we had to oh, get up Oh, no, early. I don't think it would be. And the boardwalk seemed to be pretty sleepy, um, even at 1030, because many of the outdoor booths and activities excuse me they don't open until around 12 o'clock so and check-in was super easy you just walk in and they have a really nice seating area to wait for your uh, table to be ready so we just gave them um, my telephone number and then we walked out and kind of just strolled around the boardwalk yeah. for a few minutes and then next thing you know we got that message your table's ready come back yep it was great it was really cool uh, the interior of the restaurant um, looks just the same as it does for their dining service um, there is no obvious additional theming for this dining experience there's plenty of seating with tables um, available for large parties the main focus on this space is the open kitchen where you get to watch all the cooks in action 
Um, one neat thing is that the kitchen staff get into the party as well, singing along with the music as the show begins. I liked that. That was pretty neat. Yes, it was very mm-hmm. neat to watch them. And I I love kitchens. I mm-hmm. love open kitchens. They're like my favorite. And even like Sydney said, she was like, stop stalking the like kitchen <laughs> stuff. I was like, but I just love it. Like, it's it, just yeah. so cool to watch nice everything to watch. that they do. Yeah, the rhythm that they all fall into as they're you know oh, yeah. preparing everything. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Uh, So once you're seated um, at your table, fresh pastries um, are brought out in a cast iron skillet, which is always... That's funny. Nice little theme and cute. We're not going to smack anybody (laughs) over the head with it. Uh, Placed on um, a tall Lazy Susan that makes it easy for the whole table to access, the featured pastries are Rapunzel's Braid, a chocolate chip twisted bread, um, clamshell pastry with raspberry filling, some mini muffins, and... And the featured item is a star cookie shaped like Rapunzel's painting. Um, they were all pretty good. Yeah, I don't know were. if I choc- I don't think I tried the chocolate one. I think Sydney might have. Yeah, I didn't do the braid either. Um, but they, yeah, the I enjoyed all of them. Mm-hmm. I thought they were pretty good. Um, yeah, the clamshell was cute. It had the mm-hmm. raspberry filling and had a little chocolate pearl. Yeah, that's in there, cool. which I don't. Clams don't have no, pearls, they don't, but, but it's okay. Uh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Disney, they just can... made it extra funky. Yeah. And the star cookie, it tasted good. It was I really good, it. and I still don't know what it is though. Like we either. were trying to figure it out. It's just really buttery mm-hmm. and had it's, the it's good powdered sugar. Yeah, I yeah, think I that makes like that it one. all. <laughs> it was difficult to choose for the main course though. Oh, uh, there yes. was there quite a few, so many options. Uh, and this one, it's not buffet, of course. You get to choose which uh, entree you would like, and the selection is Flynn's Feast, which is eggs, potatoes, bacon, ham, and sausage. King Triton's Shipwreck Al Forno, which is a calzone with scrambled eggs, bell peppers, salumi. And salumi is basically, it's an Italian cold cut, which predominantly the majority of them are made from pork. You get bacon, sausage, a blend of cheese, Sunday gravy. And as we continue on, you'll notice that Sunday gravy is featured in a lot of these entrees. And Sunday gravy is not what I think the <laughs> traditional Americans that are not don't have an Italian heritage yes. are when you think of gravy, it's not this sausage gravy. Yes, okay. white sausage <laughs> gravy or even beef or mm-hmm. so. But the um, Italian Sunday gravy is a traditional Italian American recipe that combines a hearty tomato sauce and it's served with several types of meat, various cuts of beef or pork, as well as meatballs, and they're all cooked in the sauce until tender and served along with whatever pasta that's been tossed in the sauce. So this is, they add this gravy to um, this calzone. And it looked really good. I saw some of the plates going by that had that on there. We also have tangled eggs, which has fresh mozzarella, tomato, basil, open-faced omelet, your Sunday gravy, and potatoes with bacon or sausage. Two eggs poached underwater, which <laughs> if it's always poached underwater. <laughs> I mean. But the baby should be two eggs poached under the sea. Yeah, you know, something <laughs> underwater just makes it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so they have fennel sausage, the, the Sunday gravy again, uh, Parmesan cheese, golden polenta, and toasted focaccia bread. And focaccia bread's very good. Oh, it's so good. A little good. bit of that sea salt and some rosemary day. on top. Mm-hmm, <laughs> With definitely. Sunday gravy, I would be all in. Yeah, that would be good because you could <laughs> dip your dip, focaccia yep. bread mm-hmm. in the Sunday gravy. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Why do we always do these shows when we're hungry? <laughs> it's not good. And the other, I think this is a favorite for a lot of people, is the Tower of Pancakes, and it's served with strawberry compote, bacon or sausage. And compote um, is basically you take your fresh fruit, whether it's strawberries, blueberries, anything, peaches, and you render it down with um, water and sugar and maybe sometimes vanilla. And you can Mm -hmm. put some other spices in there, but you just 
Keep it on a very low simmer, mm-hmm. and it gets nice and thick. Oh, yeah. So these Tower of Pancakes, they're literally a tower. It is a tower. It's probably at least six inches tall. Easily. And they're very... Oh, yeah. And that's probably maybe almost, four pancakes, five. Mm-hmm. They almost are jiggly, mm-hmm. which is weird to explain pancakes, but that's um, every time they brought them out, they look like a leaning tower, and you yes. watched them move around. But they look like really good pancakes. Uh, they have a lot of uh, whatever... Uh, rising agent whether it's baking powder or soda that they've put in there yeah. because they are very thick and fluffy yes and but they're yeah, not they super good. big either no they're Which like kind of nice a nor- yeah mm-hmm. they're probably in between a regular and a yeah it's like dollar. right in that middle mm-hmm. yeah and the nice thing is is that they take a stencil and lay it over the top one and they sprinkle the powdered sugar and then so it is the star from tangled it's so cute it was very nice very well presented yes then we have the royal breakfast which is oak grilled steak asparagus cheese egg torte fonduta which is an italian word for to melt and that will contain fontina cheese cream butter and egg yolks and it's really neat i mean you look at the um the Italian Fontina, which is to me is kind of like hollandaise, oh, but yeah. it's just the Italian version of hollandaise. Cheese, yeah. Yes. Cause it has that cheese in there. And with that, you also get potatoes and crispy onions. We have swimmers delight, which is an egg white omelet, smoked salmon, goat cheese, spinach, mustard, mushrooms, tomato, and potatoes. Pascal's palate, fresh fruit, Greek yogurt, honey, and granola. An Ursula's Cauldron, which is breakfast potatoes, fennel sausage, fonduta, and crispy onions. Yeah, that was very, was a great it was It was a little difficult, mm-hmm. I think, at times. Um, let's see. So it was a little, I guess, for me, it was a little difficult to choose which one I was going to have. How about you? Yeah, it definitely was a little difficult. I feel like um, they. it's such a, like vast like mm-hmm. menu and you there are different options right but i don't eat eggs so, so i yeah. always have such a hard time i'm mm-hmm. like well that all sounds good without the eggs or that all sounds good without the eggs <laughs> right um and sometimes i'll just suck it up and eat an egg mm-hmm. um but i just i'm not a fan so like it's definitely i was like oh i don't really know so i did try the you food did. i mean it was all yeah. i liked everything and also um, know that there's they do have alcoholic beverages to partake of so they have red and white sangria Caprese, Bloody Mary, a peach bellini, mimosa, Italian iced coffee. And you can have specialty beverages. They do have pressed <laughs> pot coffee, which is made with Joffrey's coffee. Espresso, cappuccino, cafe latte, iced coffee, lemonade in a, either a Little Mermaid or Buzz Lightyear <laughs> cup, depending upon which one your kids want. And that one will come with a glowing Ariel, Tinkerbell, Buzz Lightyear, or Pascal clip-on light. And I saw some of those. They looked really cute. Yeah, they were very sweet mm-hmm. looking. Yeah, and so each meal does include uh, the water, coffee, tea, and you do get orange juice as well. So, and if um, you're part of the dining plan, you can take advantage of your one alcoholic beverage with this table service if you would like. So very kind of you. Yep, so you did decide on one, and which one was that? I did. I got the royal breakfast, so that's the grilled steak, asparagus, cheese egg torte, the fonduta, um, potatoes, and crispy onions. Um, it was really good. Um, the only thing I didn't like was the egg tort. And it was just a texture thing. It was really weird, but it also didn't have much flavor to it. No. Um, I don't know if, like, I yeah. assume it was just supposed to be like a egg, like souffle kind of thing, but firmer. Um, but it didn't have much to it. Um, but the fonduta was really good. Yeah. Um, like, I, and that also has eggs in it, but it was really, it was like, 
but it's it was like a creamy yes. buttery mm-hmm. cheese sauce that you just dipped your potatoes right. and your steak and everything else in um so that was really really good um and they cooked it perfectly i asked for medium rare and they're like three like chunks like of little beef. medallion yeah. yeah like they were really good though um i'm not sure what made them so much better i also <laughs> like pepper and they put lots of cracked pepper on it um and it yeah it was really really good now the the egg tort it kind of looked like it was shaped like flan a little yes. bit because it kind of domed mm-hmm. out and it really looked like it was custard. Yeah. Like a savory custard, egg yeah. custard instead of... It was just of, firmer than yes. what I was expecting. Right. Mm-hmm. When I went to go, like, I was like, oh, I don't know. And I tried it. I was like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> but I'm sure I'm sure people enjoy well, sure. it. If people you like enjoy eggs. eggs, that's probably a, a, a good one. Yep. Very, very true. What did you end up deciding on? I had on? the Flynn's Feast, which was eggs, potatoes, bacon, ham, and sausage. Uh, I had scrambled eggs. It was very good. It was it was too much for me. Mm-hmm. Um, potatoes were good, really well seasoned, and I, I liked all of the meats that came with it. Good. I liked that. And of course, Sydney had the Tower of Pancakes. She sure did. We <laughs> kind of thought she was going to. Yes. <laughs> she got her compote on the side. Um, just cause you know, she's, she's a teenager. So she right. didn't she was know unaware. one way or the other. Yeah. Like what even is that? Even though we that? told her what it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Did she end up eating it? Uh, she did a little bit. Okay. <laughs> so if you choose to, um, have the compote on, they put it in between each of the pancakes, yeah. which I'm sure adds even a little bit more to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wobble a little back bit and of wiggle forth. that's happening. <laughs> but when she was served a good portion of the strawberry compote on so the side. So much. It was a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah. It looked good though. Um, so I'm glad that she ate quite she... a bit of it. I think, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So um, the meal um, was very well-timed. Um, the characters would come out at certain times, of course. And so Rapunzel and Flynn from Tangled, Ariel and Prince Eric from The Little Mermaid, um, guests have the chance to meet each one of the characters one by one um, as they are in- announced individually and come to greet you at your table. And that was, like, the coolest thing when they, like, came in. Yeah, because it's one they, by like, one. Yeah, mm-hmm. they changed the music. Yes. They did all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, look who's here. And they would do a little thing up the up the aisle, and then they would come through. And it was just it was just really cool. Um, so first up, we had Flynn, Flynn Rider, uh, then Rapunzel, then Eric, and then um, Ariel. Um, you're asked to think about your dream to share with Rapunzel. The <laughs> characters have great interaction with each other and also at the table. Once they are all out in the dining room, dining area, um, Ariel leads the kids and anyone else who wants to join in a parade around the tables. And that, that was, was really sweet. Cause you just had like, you had some parents that went with the little ones yeah. and they just like went around and did all these goofy little things. And then you see the kitchen staff yes, doing the doing same, same thing. thing. And it was just, it yeah. was really cool. I don't remember what song they played. I wanted to think that it was under the sea, but I don't think oh, that it was. I can't remember. Yeah. I have no idea. Mm, that's bad. <laughs> but it is nice because this, you know, there's a, a narration that comes along with mm-hmm. each person. And so the music changes and uh, you can kind of feel, oh my gosh, something's coming. <laughs> yeah. All of the kids yeah. get really excited to see which characters. And all those characters through. are so cool. Like, well, Tangled and Flynn Rider, just from watching the movie, they they have a really unique personality. They do. So even when they came to their table, it was the same type of personality. Mm-hmm. And you were just like, they were very goofy and they, they were playful mm-hmm. and even at one point, was it Tangle and Flynn Rider? Did they come to our table together mm-hmm. at one point uh, for like a hot second? They did for because they were yeah. kind of ooing and yeah, they smoldering were some on joke each other. about him taking something. Yes, and yeah, it was just it was really cool because mm-hmm. they did try to like kind of connect each character right. to each other. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so yeah, it was definitely a lot yes. of fun. Well, it was Sydney's birthday that actual day that we yes. went. So of course they made comments. Um, Flynn made comments about wanting to eat cupcakes. Yes, that. And then yep. Ariel, <laughs> not Ariel. I'm sorry. Uh, Rapunzel came over and and was asking, "Well, did he say that he wants to eat your birthday cupcakes? Because <laughs> yeah. he pretends it's his birthday every day." <laughs> yeah, it was it was really sweet. Yeah, though. I did like that. Um, it, you don't see Prince Eric very often. No. Especially That's the first time I think I've ever mm-hmm. seen him. Except on a float. Other than on a right. float. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That was, it was pretty cool though. I did like the, it was, it was nice. Yep. And you know, there were three of us and we didn't feel out of place at all. Even no. though the youngest member of our party was 17, <laughs> you didn't feel strange. No. And the characters make it, they make it nice for adults who yes. are there just dining. Mm-hmm. And I know that there are a lot of us that still really, even though we know the friends of the characters oh, yeah. and things like that. It's still just fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I enjoy all the different like character breakfasts. Yeah, I think too. that it, they definitely do include everybody well. Uh, so the cost of this meal is 34 for adults and 20 for kids age three to nine. The alcohol and specialty drinks are extra if you are not on the dining plan. And this is a one table service meal. Wow. Yeah. I didn't think the price I... was that bad. No, I don't. I honestly don't even remember what we paid when we were sitting there. I'm yeah, like, I don't. Um, I wasn't paying I, yeah, attention. That was part of the one thing I, I have to I'm remiss that I didn't pay a lot of attention to some of it because we had preloaded gift cards. Yes, so it was a, a big concern for us. Mm-hmm. But that's what the price was, and I also um, had recently gotten tables in Wonderland, so we used that for a discount. So we got twenty percent off of that. Oh yes, yeah. And you can also use your if you are an annual pass holder or a DVC member, you get ten percent off of that meal as well. So every little bit Very helps. Very sweet. And honestly, for the portions. The other things that you were served and the characters, I think $34 is a great. I honestly thought that was for kids. cheap yeah. compared to what I was, I was yes. thinking way more than yeah, that. You're, I'm thinking, and you're probably thinking like Chef Mickey's price. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Easily. Yeah. I Especially because those are four characters that you don't see very often, you would assume. And even like I got steak. Yes, so you know you what did. I mean? Like it, yes. I know $34 for steak probably isn't, but then. Sydney got pancakes. So, you know, it's... Balances I'd wonder, out. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty cool, It wouldn't though. pay if everybody no, at crazy. your table had the Pascal's palette, which is the <laughs> granola. Yes. But... And I do... Uh, I was talking to uh, Wendy Korn, who is one of the other agents, because she actually went to the uh, same... Uh, same breakfast. Uh, she arrived shortly after we did. And she asked me, she said, well, is there anything that my husband's going to enjoy eating? So I told her about the one that you had. And then, if, um, of course, the King Tritons with that big calzone mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. So she said, oh, he'll have no problem finding something <laughs> to eat. So I think that he probably did have the royal breakfast as well. Oh, yeah. Which is good because dads good. can find a nice hearty breakfast. Yep. Or if you're it's at not that just middle point at brunch. <laughs> That's right. It's not just scrambled eggs and some bacon. Maybe a pancake. You. That's right. And a Mickey waffle. <laughs> yes. Oh, poor Would well, you go back? I would go back. Yeah. I actually, I would love to go there for dinner. I've, I don't think that right. I've been there. No, I have not. I'm like, I don't think I have. Very good things about their, their yeah. dinner. No characters at dinner, but still a really yeah. good Italian meal. But I'm I would sure. definitely go back for breakfast. Um, it. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. I think it was a good breakfast. It's better than buffet. I like mm-hmm. buffet, but at the same time, like it's really nice to sit mm-hmm. down and like have like a regular breakfast. Yeah, and I think that well for you and I, we liked this one in particular because we also really like the Garden Grill breakfast. Yes, over at the Land Pavilion with Chip and Dale. It's my favorite because of it's a sit down. They bring it's family style, mm-hmm. uh, and I I enjoy that. And yeah. I think the pacing timing of this was was great. You didn't feel rushed to get no. out. Disney does a a very good job at 
timing uh, yeah. from when you sit down, your first course, your entrees, and the the timing of the characters coming mm-hmm. out, they really yeah. have it down to a science and you don't, and you don't feel, yeah. your you don't feel like you're there. Hovering. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, okay, I have to turn okay, this table you over. You got to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it's yep. so crazy because you don't think that you're there as long as you are. And then you look at your watch and like, Oh, I have been right. here for like an hour, yes. which is awesome. Like, that's great. But usually I feel like when you go to restaurants, you're like, all right, in and out, let's do this. Yeah. But they make it seem like it's just nothing. Like an hour is barely any of your day. Yeah. And it's, you feel like you've just been, you're in another place. You're so fancy. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, next week we will talk more about what we experienced on our recent trip. And I would have to say, just to let everybody know that we didn't really experience any of the meh. Everything no. was great. Yeah, I freely enjoyed everything. We had a, a really good time. Beignets it was great. every day, okay? Mm. <laughs> it's all beignets staying in French Quarter, I'll oh, tell you they what. They were so good. Yeah, it's a plus. <laughs> and it's not, you can get them at any meal. Yes, late night if right. you want. That's exactly right. <laughs> I agree. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. And we ask, as we do every week, that you would uh, go to our website at happiestplate.com where you can subscribe to receive some of our dining tips. Visit us on Facebook. You can just search for us in the search engine bar, type in happiest plate on earth and you will find us. And we hope that you will like our page to stay connected with our happiest plate community. And we are also on uh, Twitter. Awesome. We're uh, happy plate earth. I think that that is what <laughs> yes. our Twitter handle is. So it's happy plate earth on Twitter. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Please take the time to like and review and subscribe to our podcast on whatever format you have found us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google. This way you're sure to get the latest podcast delivered directly to you. Thank you. Thank you. And as Remy says, this much I know if you are what you eat. And I only want to eat the good stuff. And it's closing time. Christy, how long to the next podcast? Two minutes, chef. The Happiest Plate on Earth is brought to you by Christy Rada of Dream Builders Travel Group, a Disney vacation specialist offering free concierge-level service, where every vacation is customized to you and your style of travel. If you are looking to create some magical memories at Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney, please reach out by visiting happiestplate.com and clicking on free quote. If you can dream it, you can do it. And always remember that this whole thing was started by a mouse.